Welcome back to my second episode of the week of Tundra Football. This is recorded on the same day, so there will be no new information. Most likely, unless something happened in the 30 minutes I was recording, which definitely could have happened. Um, oh, one thing I... <laughs> there was something, not really, but something I didn't mention, I'll mention really quick, was Adrian Peterson was dropped. So, fantasy-wise, if you were banking on him getting a lot of stuff... He's no longer on the Titans. Get rid of him, probably. They did sign Golden Tate, which will help the wide receiver problems, but I don't think it'll help them that much. Alright, so with that said, we'll we'll dive into fantasy. This will probably be the shorter episode of the two I'm doing. So, um... Yeah, be prepared for a shorter episode. But we'll start with my stock up and stock down. So first, um, Rahamadri Ra, Ra Stevenson, uh, the Patriots rookie running back. Even with Harris back, he still got a lot of um, carries and a lot of use in the passing game. Still did really well. Even though Harris looked like he was going to be the Patriots running back of the future, Stevenson might... At least share carries with him for the future or upend him. We'll see. Um, now, granted, the Patriots could continue drafting running backs that do well or something, but right now, I would say um, Stevenson's looking better, especially in fantasy. Um, and th- this was a trend even before Harris got injured, so someone to definitely look into picking up. Next is Jalen Hurts, who had a really good day um, with the Eagles, and so um, he's kind of been up and down, but he was able to correct here, and that that's a good sign for fantasy owners. Joe Flacco did a really good, like he was one of the better tight end or quarterbacks this week, which no one would have known. No one would have thought Flacco on the Jets would have done well, but he did, um, and. Jets are just like, let's give ourselves a quarterback controversy because Mark White did really well, and now are we going to do White or Wilson? Well, Wilson does bad, and then, okay, now we're going to start Flacco instead, and Flacco does well, so now are we doing Flacco, White, or Wilson? It's going to go back to Wilson, most likely. Wilson's a rookie and done better, and, I mean, we'll probably do better. He hasn't done that well yet, but, you know... You can't just give up on him because you've had a good... Because a couple of veterans had good games. But, whatever. Now, Elijah Moore did really well, and he is a rookie by receiver for the Jets. So, that's a bright spot for the Jets. And, fantasy owners, he's someone you might want to consider picking up. Um, And, this next two people... These next two people are... People to consider picking up if you're in quarterback trouble. Cam Newton and Taylor Heineke. Cam Newton had an amazing day. So did Heineke. They are facing each other. However, they both did really well. Now, Cam Newton is here because I didn't think he could throw anymore. Um, or at least not throw well. He threw a lot. He didn't. He ran a lot too. Or a lot being 10 times. But that was as much as McCaffrey ran. So... Not bad. Um, 
yeah, so he they're both doing really well, and you know, with Cam Newton doing well, we kind of knew Sam Darnold was probably done, at least was done, uh, which I think is true, but Cam, they, they might consider staying with Cam, I don't think so, he's kind of old, but, um, you know, these are both good fantasy players to pick up. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, now he's not someone to pick up because he's rostered everywhere. But if he doesn't pick him up, I mean, what's he doing not being rostered in your league? But, um, he did really, really well. And basically, just don't sit him, most likely. Because, man, he went off. Uh, next, Jack Doyle got a lot of use. Uh, Matt Breida got uh, use in Buffalo on... All that really means is it contributes to a stock down thing I'll talk about later. But Austin Hooper finally got used for the Browns. Jeff Wilson uh, got a lot of use for 49ers. So he's someone to pick up because 49ers run a lot. They don't, they pass, but they also run a ton. Um, Brittany Ayuk got really used in the passing game. And he got used so much, I almost wanted to put Debo Samuel on the stock down. Because he got one catch, and I think also one target. However, um, he ran a lot and did really well running, so I didn't put him there. But something to look out for, because Ayuk might supplant Samuel a little bit. You'll just have to look and wait for that. But... Tayrod Taylor, like I said last episode, he did really well. So did Rex Burkhead and Chris Conley. They all did really well for the... I think Chris Conley's on the Texans. They all did really well against Tennessee. Ah, no, Chris Conley's a tight end. Adrian Peterson did well, but then he got released. And so he really shouldn't be in my stock up, but whatever. Um, Aaron Rodgers did really well. Marquis Scoutling got a lot of looks and did really well. He got the most looks. And so, someone to keep your eye on. Uh, maybe not pick up yet, but definitely keep your eye on. Kirk Cousins got a lot. Did really well. Devontae Freeman is looking to be the number one running back for the Ravens right now. Andy Dalton looks good. Um, filling in for Justin Fields, but I'd be wary of picking him up. Now, Mooney is definitely looking like the number one wide receiver in at, for the Bears right now. And someone to look at picking up, but maybe not yet. Joe Mixon had a really good day as well. Cope McCoy, as long as Murray's out, he's someone to look on picking up. I think they have a bye this week, and then possibly Murray coming back after that. I can't talk. Zach Ertz did really well, and... Um, is looking better and better and getting more looks. And he's done really well this season, surprisingly. Uh, and then Clyde Edwards Hilaire is back from injury and did really well. Um, if he's not picked up yet, you should go pick him up. Uh, ben Roethlisberger and Austin Eckler both had really good nights. And then Ronald Jones finally got used in the running. Oh! Forget that. Um. <laughs> He got used in the running game finally. Um, and then Rob Gronkowski um, is back and did pretty well uh, coming back from injury. 
Now for stock down, Damian Harris, uh, he's down because Stevenson's up and he's getting more looks, meaning Harris will get less looks. Uh, Ryan, Matt Ryan's down because he just did not do well at all. So are both his backups, but they didn't have enough playtime for me to really put them on here. Neither does it matter, but still. Um, Trevor Cinnamon had a bad day, so if you picked him up or were thinking about it, don't. He's not doing very well. Um, Christian McCaffrey didn't run a lot of Cam Newton because that's Cam Newton's thing. So you might want to worry about McCaffrey, but still, um, not drop him. You don't drop McCaffrey, but um, his value goes down with Cam Newton. Uh, Josh Allen had a bad day. So did both the running backs, Moss and Singletary, because they gave the ball to Bria. And so, yeah, that's not good for them at all. And if you have one or both of them, you're going to want to think about maybe dropping them or just be wary because Bria's getting more and more touches. Uh, Baker Mayfield had a bad day. Trey Sermon, um, he didn't have a bad day as much as... They gave the ball more to Jeff Wilson than they gave to him. Uh, Ryan Tannehill had a very bad day. Prescott did not have a good day, and neither did Daniel Jones. This week was really bad days for quarterbacks. Alright. Um, Alright, so now we'll go into who you should pick up for this week. Um, for quarterbacks, Cam Newton, again, would be a good pickup in this one. I, this time, I actually believe it, um, because he did really well, and, um, this week, they're against Miami, so he should continue to do well in theory. Uh, Tayrod Taylor, someone to pick up, as he did well last week. Um, this week, they're facing the Jets, so again, another person who did well last week, and now is facing an easier team, someone to pick up. Um... Henneke's more of a roll the dice on him, but he's I would he's still a good pick here. Uh, Daniel Jones is always roll the dice, but he I think he is also a good pick. And then Carson Wentz has been pretty steady and is a pretty safe pick pick if you need quarterback for running backs. Ty Johnson has Michael Carter's out and they run the ball a fair amount, and so he. And he got the majority last week, so he's not a bad pickup. Uh, Rahamadri Stevenson, Patriots running back, has been done pretty well. And um, should do pretty well this week. Devontae Freeman, again, being the lean back right now for the Ravens. And they like to run a lot, so he's a good pick. David Johnson is an interesting one here because they aren't using him a lot. But... Uh, Sure. I don't know. I don't back that one. Alex Collins, however, I do back as he's number one running back in uh, Seattle right now. But that one's a little riskier as they don't run the ball as much. But still not a bad choice. For wide receivers, Cedric Wilson is a really good one as he is now the number one wide receiver right now with Lamb and Cooper most likely out for this Thursday, so he'd be a good person to pick up if you listen to this before Thursday. If not, he's a bad person to pick up because he'll already played. Now, uh, DeAndre Harris might be a good person to pick up instead as he is right now the sort of number one wide receiver for the Saints, um, even though they're not doing so hot. 
you know, still not a terrible pick. Devin Duvernay is not a bad pick either. Um, for the and he's a wide receiver for the Ravens. DeAndre Carter, wide receiver for the football team, isn't terrible either. And neither is Cordarius Tooney as he continues to do better and better for the Giants. For tight ends, uh, Dan Arnold, again, even though he got no use this week, so I'd be a little concerned taking him, but he should get more use this week against the Falcons. Tyler Conklin, uh, who had a really good week last week, um, should do well again against the 49ers, or at least we think and hope so. Um, And really, those are the only two tight ends to pick up. Remember, all the people I'm listing are under 50% rostered or about under 50% rostered in ESPN leagues. So, there might be others you can pick up, but in most leagues, these are the ones. uh, These are the only two I really think are worth picking up. Um, For defenses, Bears, Bears, as they're facing the Lions, should be a good pick. Texans, Bengals, um, Bengals might be a riskier pick as they're against the Steelers team that just scored a ton of points this week, but uh, should still be a good pickup, or hopefully. Um, yeah, and then Chargers. Facing Broncos should be a good pick, and then Eagles um, against the Giants might also be a good pick. Is that is either they'll win or it'll be a low-scoring game. Um, for kickers, Greg Zerline of the Cowboys, Jake Elliott of the Eagles, Robbie Gold of the 49ers, Ryan Suckup of the Buccaneers, or Michael Begdadley Begdadley of the Colts or Chargers, I don't remember. Um, yeah, so that's it for fantasy. I will say one more thing before we move on to devotional. Um, the as for trouble voting still open. It'll be open for at least all of the regular season, and there were some changes in. Uh, leaders for each category. For quarterbacks, yards, Mahomes beat out Stafford. So now Mahomes has the most yards and should probably now get a vote um, over Stafford. Now Tom Brady still leads um, touchdowns and Kyler Murray still leads yards per attempt. Now, um, yards per attempt I should probably stop using that because um, he's as long as he's out, he's gonna keep it. But um, so maybe I should go to the person under him. But I don't know. Um, now again, I will say Mahomes has a lot of interceptions, but you know he's playing well enough right now that it should outweigh and he should still get a Pro Bowl selection. Now. Uh, this week's honorable mention, or uh, someone else to make it in, is Stafford, as he's still high in most categories, in the three categories, and um, he should still get a Pro Bowl nod, but 
you know, he's falling down in the stats, and so it's quite possible that he won't win the MVP award. However, he should still get Pro Bowl. Now, for running backs, I really only have two criteria, which is yards and touchdowns, which right now, Taylor leads both. Um, but yards, Henry's still second. I mean, Henry has amazing numbers for being out for so long. By the time we get to the Pro Bowl, his numbers will be so down that he won't make it. But he had an amazing first part of the season. I think he should make it no matter what his stats are. But that, that's not going to happen. As far as touchdowns, James Conner is still leading that. Uh, for wide receiver, Cooper Cup still leads everything. And Hill still has the most receptions. Debo still has the most yards. And Evans still has the most touchdowns. As far as tight ends, uh, Ertz has the most receptions, Kels has the most yards, and Henry still has the most touchdowns. So, there wasn't a lot of change in stats yet. Uh, I'll expect that to happen like over a two-week thing, so there might be more changes next week or not. But, yeah, so that's it for that. That's it for the football side of this. Uh, after this commercial, I will have my devotions, and then... Yeah, that'll be the end of the episode. So I will see you in a minute with devotions. Alright, so we're back with devotions. And this week we are talking about Hebrews 11, uh, 5, and 6. So we have two verses today. I'll, to start, I'll read them. It says, By faith Enoch was taken up, so that he should not see death. And he was not found, because God had taken him. Now before he was taken, he was commended as having pleased God. And without faith, it is impossible to please him. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists, and that he rewards those who seek him. So this um, passage talks about Enoch. And the Enoch mentioned here is from Genesis. Um, and um, his story in Genesis is in Genesis 5, um, And so, um, he, and he's only mentioned from 21 to 24, and it says, when Enoch had lived, well, okay, he's also mentioned in, um, yeah, never mind. So, he, he's briefly mentioned, uh, in 18 and 19, but this part of the Bible is a genealogy. E part, so he doesn't do anything there. Uh, same as 24, but it does say a little bit more about him. It says, when Enoch had lived 65 years, he fathered Methuselah. 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 Enoch walked with God after he fathered Methuselah 300 years and had other sons and daughters. Thus all the days of, Enoch's, of Enoch were 365 years. Now, before I read this last verse, I'll, I will tell you that that was 
not very long. That was a short life back then. Most of these other people live like 700 to almost a thousand years. And so um, he lived a really short life. And this next verse tells us why. It says, Enoch walked with God and he was not found for God took him. So God took him to heaven. uh, And when it says he was not, and later it says he was not found in Hebrews, that probably means that God took him. He didn't like, uh, he didn't take him in the fact that Enoch died. E- Enoch was taken by God. And this verse here is saying that he did that because he pleased God. Now, the only p- other part in the Bible where Enoch is mentioned is in Jude 13. In Well, Jude 14 through 15. And it says... It was also about these that Enoch the seventh from Adam prophesied. Behold, the Lord comes with ten thousands of his holy ones. Now, I'll read 13 to give you some context. It says, Wild ways of sea, casting up their foam from their own shame, wandering stars from whom the gloom of utter darkness has been reserved forever. And then 14. Then, and I'll read that just so it's in context. I should have read 13 at first, sorry. But uh, 14 again says, It was also about these that Enoch, the seventh from Adam, prophesied, saying, Behold, the Lord comes with ten thousands of his holy ones to execute judgment on all that, on all, and to convict all the ungodly of all their deeds of ungodliness that they have committed in such an ungodly way of all the harsh things that ungodly sinners have spoken to him. And so here it's saying that Enoch prophesied to the people of his times. And we we can kind of think, or we can kind of assume that the judgment he's talking about was the flood, but it's also a warning to us that God will come with his heavenly wrath in the end. But back in Hebrews 11, uh, the part that we can take and apply to our life is verse 6. And it says, Without faith it is impossible to, cl- to please him. Whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. And so that doesn't just mean that like we believe he exists. So, you know, because the Bible says even the demons believe he exists. However, they won't be saved. And they won't be rewarded. It's those who seek him. Those who follow him. Those who try to obey him. Um, and those who believe in his son. Um, and that. And not just believing that Jesus was alive. And that he died. But that he is the one that can save you from your sins. And so if you haven't been saved. Then this is where it applies to you. That. Um. If you do what this verse says and believes that God exists, believes that Jesus exists and that he died on the cross, and that he's the one who can save you from your sins, and that you give your life to him to seek after him, then you can be saved and you can live forever with him in heaven. And for those who have already done that, then this last part, this said he rewards those who seek him. Well, how can we seek him? We can seek him by becoming more like him. 
We can seek him by reading the Bible to learn what we're supposed to do, but just reading it doesn't help us. We need to apply it. When Jesus was on earth, he didn't just teach. He did stuff to show that he cared and loved for people. He healed people. Oh, He cast out demons, and he spent time with his disciples. He was showing them that he truly loved them. And, you know, you, we as Christians are supposed to do that as well. We are supposed to show God's love to everyone else. So if you've already believed in Jesus or you have just done that, then I want to challenge you to this week. Find someone, someone this week that you can show love to. Now, it can be anyone, but don't try not to make this easy on yourself. Um... Maybe there's someone you know who's really unlikable or someone no one else likes. Try showing love to that person. Try showing God's love to that person. Even though it's hard, this is what God's called us to do. So I want to challenge you this week to to do that. And you know what? I'm not going to just challenge you to do it. I'm going to try to do it myself as there's no point in me challenging you to do it if I don't do it myself. So that's it for today's <coughs> devotions. Um, so th- this was going to be the end of the episode, but then I remembered that I forgot a fantasy part. So we'll take a quick break here, and then I'll be back with the fantasy part. All right, so this part is... Um, just a recap of what happened in the Tundra Football League this past week. So, um, yeah. So, the highest scorer of last week was the Seattle Seahawks, which is Brady's team. He beat the Buffalo Bills, which is Caleb's team and have been losing. I feel bad for him, but this was not an easy win, per se. Um, he scored 134 points. Now, granted, that was only, um, as far as scoring goes, the sixth highest. But still, that means it wasn't a pushover. But he scored 160 points, having the highest score of the week. So, good job, um, Brady. Now, lowest score this week went to the Bengals, Jeremiah, who had been doing really well otherwise, but he lost to the Jaguars, which is Daniel, and Daniel's come with, Daniel's been able to, even though he was predicted to lose and not have a good season, he's coming back and doing pretty well. Right now, predictions do not have him making the playoffs, but, um... I think he has a fair chance at that. As far as the rest of the league, I beat the Lions. Uh, like I already said, Jaguars beat the Bengals. Saints beat the Eagles. Uh, by the way, for context, I beat Brendan. Uh, Daniel beat Jeremiah. Nate beat Weston. And then uh, Brady beat Caleb. For this next week of games, um, I will be facing Caleb this week. Um, so hopefully I can win. I'll be kind of sad if I don't, but I will also be kind of not sad because I feel bad for Caleb and I want him to do well. 
or, or at least better. Um, we have Germany facing Nate, which is still a big game. We have Weston facing Brady, and then we have um, Brendan and Daniel facing, and that'll be an interesting game. As far as league stand- standings, I am uh, still at first with Aiden 3. I'm only one game ahead of Nate, who is seven and four, and um, so hopefully I win and he loses, so I can get a higher, so I I can get a bigger lead. But I am two games ahead of Jeremy Daniel and uh, Jeremy Daniel Brady and Brendan, and so. Uh, uh, those four are all at six wins and five losses, putting them behind me and Nate and fighting for that three and four spot. Brendan right now has scored the most points out of them, so he's at third. Uh, Daniels at fourth. Jeremy and Brady barely, well, okay, Brady's like 100 points behind Daniel. Jeremy's... Um, only 15 points, well, 17, 16 points behind, but, uh, it's still very manageable for them, for Weston, um, to get in, he's only one game behind, so it's still very manageable for him to get in, the only person out right now is Caleb, uh, which is just sad, but, um, yeah, so that's it for, um, us for the Tundra football this week and for this episode. Thanks again for listening. I'll be back next week, probably again with two episodes. Uh, the second one, again, will most likely be fantasy. So if you're more interested in fantasy, choose the second one. If you're more interested in real football, choose the first one. If you're more interested in both or just equally or want to listen to both, do both. Um, yeah, (laughs) don't know why I had to tell you that. I don't, I just did. Alright, I will tell you... uh, Oh my goodness. I will see you next week. um, And go Patriots!